Hola, listeners. I'm Martina Castro. Welcome back to Duo's Film Club, the newest season of the Duolingo Spanish podcast. This season, we're exploring some of the most iconic Spanish language films. Whether you've seen them or not, you're going to learn what makes these movies so special in our signature bilingual format. Bueno, miramos todos acá. Wiki! Wiki! In today's episode, we're diving into a film that honestly blew my mind when I saw it. Wild Tales, or Relatos Salvajes, was directed by Damián Cifrón and was nominated for an Oscar in 2015. It features some of Argentina's best actors and showcases the unmistakable Argentine sense of humor, which can be a bit dark. Un humor negro. El humor argentino es especial y un poco negro. Pero algo muy importante es que nos reímos de nosotros mismos. Y eso lo hace incluso más gracioso. That's Paula Greenspan. She's joining us today to talk about Relatos Salvajes. She's not only a respected director and actor in Argentina, but get this, she also was part of the cast of today's movie. Paula plays the best friend of the bride in the last tale of the film about the wedding reception gone wrong. So grab some popcorn, get comfy, and stick with us as we dig deep into some of the wildest tales you'll ever see on screen. Plus, we'll get into lots of fun facts about one of my favorite places. Please keep in mind that Relatos Salvajes is rated R, but don't worry, our episode today is completely family-friendly. And one more quick note before we begin, our guest today, just like the actors in the movie, has an Argentine accent, so you'll notice that sometimes the double L's and Y's are pronounced with a sh sound, like yo instead of yo. There's something that makes Relatos Salvajes very different from the rest of the movies this season, and it's something I wish I knew before seeing it myself. It's actually six short films in one. They each have their own storyline, so we won't get into the plot of every single one. But what's important to know is that each story explores what happens to ordinary people when they're pushed to their limits and can't control themselves. Or controlarse. Generalmente, cuando las personas viven momentos difíciles, intentan controlarse. Pero en esta película, vemos las cosas que pueden pasar si no nos controlamos. Creo que la película explora los límites definidos por la sociedad y también presenta los momentos cuando las personas se vuelven animales salvajes. Cada relato de la película es independiente, pero todos tienen algo en común. Todos los protagonistas dejan salir su ira más profunda. Esto quiere decir que no se controlan cuando están viviendo algo horrible o injusto. We see the effects of that rage, or ira, in the first tale, called Pasternak. It sets the tone for the whole movie. Dark, tense, but also super funny. Paula remembers the first time she saw it and how much it shocked her, because even though she acted in the movie, her role was in a totally different story. Cuando vi la película en el cine y vi el primer relato, dije, esto es increíble. 
La escena parece simple. Hay un avión con varios pasajeros y la situación no es muy clara. Pero después de pocos minutos descubrimos que todos los pasajeros están conectados a través de una persona, Daniel Pasternak. Pero no solo eso, todos tuvieron malas experiencias con Pasternak. Y entonces empecé a pensar, ¿a dónde va todo esto? Pero también pensás, ¿qué haría yo en esta situación? So we're going to get into more of our favorite scenes from Relatos Salvajes. But first, let's talk about how this movie is very Argentinian. Much like the characters in the movie, the country of Argentina has been really pushed to its limits, especially since the financial crisis back in 2001. Since then, they've dealt with hyperinflation and polarized politics, and we see traces of that in the film. But what I really love are these tiny moments and interactions that are just so argentinos. Paula has an example for us from the first story in the movie on the plane. En la primera escena del avión, los pasajeros empiezan a hablar y descubren que todos están conectados con Pasternak. Hablar con una persona que no conoces en cualquier lugar es algo muy argentino. No sé si es igual en otras culturas, pero es muy normal en Argentina. Es parte de nosotros y quizás es un poco cara dura, pero eso también es muy argentino. Even that word, cara dura, is very Argentinian. It means being bold and unafraid to say something. Then, in the second tale, we see a guy arrive at a roadside diner, and what does he order? French fries with a fried egg on top, or papas fritas a caballo, as it's called in Argentina. En esa escena, el hombre también es un típico personaje argentino que pide papas fritas a caballo, un típico plato argentino. The director, Damián Cifrón, definitely has a knack for capturing Argentina's culture, and in such crazy situations. Before Relatos Salvajes, Cifrón created a series called Los Simuladores, or The Pretenders, about a team of con artists for hire. It became a huge hit in Argentina. So when Paula got the chance to work with him, she was thrilled. Es una de mis series favoritas, porque está muy bien hecha. Me encanta porque se ve perfectamente el humor de Buenos Aires con sus personajes porteños. Entonces, cuando me llamaron en 2012 para hacer un casting para su película, no lo podía creer. Pero también estaba muy nerviosa y pensaba que no me iban a elegir. Incluso casi no voy al casting. Pero fui y me eligieron. Estaba muy feliz porque iba a poder ver cómo trabajaba Cifrón. Of course, when the film was released in 2014, Cifrón won many more fans and an Oscar nomination. One of the things that makes Relatos Salvajes so great is how it showcases the unique humor in Argentina's capital city. What do we mean by that? Well, people from Buenos Aires, or porteños y porteñas, know how to laugh at themselves and at the absurdities of life. Paula points out that humor has been an important coping mechanism for Argentines who've been through so much. El humor argentino es especial y un poco negro. Pero algo muy importante 
es que nos reímos de nosotros mismos. Y eso lo hace incluso más gracioso. Y creo que Cifrón sabe captar muy bien la naturaleza porteña. Por ejemplo, el personaje de Bombita, interpretado por Ricardo Darín, siempre quiere tener la razón. Eso es muy argentino. I'm so glad Paula brought up Ricardo Darín. He's a very famous actor in Argentina, and he's part of the amazing ensemble cast in this film. Personally, I adore him because he's so versatile. In Relatos Salvajes, he plays Simón, an engineer who's tormented by parking tickets and the bureaucracy that comes along with them. Para mí, Ricardo Darín representa muy bien al argentino. Puede ser un hombre adorable. Lo vemos en la película cuando va a comprar el pastel para su hija. Pero también puede ser violento porque está enfadado por algo que ocurrió. La película fue muy popular porque los argentinos se identificaron mucho con estos ejemplos de la viveza criolla. Ah, yes, la viveza criolla. Here, this basically translates into the Argentine way. It describes a keen ability to outsmart tough situations. It's almost a way of life in Argentina. We definitely see that in Relatos Salvajes, and it struck a chord with people across the country. It played in movie theaters for over four months. More than three million people saw it, making Relatos Salvajes one of the most watched movies in Argentina's cinematic history. Las personas que vimos la película realmente nos identificamos con los personajes, que no son malos, pero tampoco buenos. Y en cada relato pensamos... ¿Qué haría yo en esta situación? La película es una mezcla perfecta. Tiene grandes actores argentinos, diálogos increíbles y también es divertida, pero profunda. A mí me encanta. Now we'd like to bring you a learning moment from the film to deepen your cultural understanding. In our segment, Ponle Play. Press play. And since we have such a special guest today who actually played a part in the film, we couldn't pass up the chance to feature a scene from her story. It's called Hasta que la muerte nos separe, or Until death do us part. We'll unpack some Argentine expressions, and you'll get some more practice hearing their accent. Here we go. The wedding reception for the happy couple is just getting started. Bueno, miramos todos acá. <laughs> We hear a band playing traditional Jewish wedding music, known as klezmer, and the bride, Romina, is taking photos with guests. You may be wondering why they're saying wiki or whiskey, the drink, instead of something like cheese. Well, it's not because they're toasting. Paula says there's actually some interesting history about why people in Argentina say this word when taking photos. In Argentina... Cuando alguien va a tomar una foto, siempre dice whisky, como la bebida. Dicen que las primeras cámaras se usaban en ceremonias importantes y solo los ricos podían disfrutar esto, como el whisky. Okay, back to the scene. 
After Romina takes pictures with her guests, she realizes something disturbing. Linda gente, todos amigos. Sí. Bueno, esa es la mesa de los chicos del country. No nos veíamos desde los 13 años, pero con todo esto de Facebook nos reencontramos. Con Facebook. Las de allá atrás son mis compañeras de la facultad, con sus novios. Bueno, las que tienen, ¿no? Aquellos son los compañeros de trabajo de Ariel. Right when Romina points out the different groups of guests at the wedding reception, she realizes there's someone she doesn't recognize. It's a woman from her husband's job, and he's having a very friendly conversation with her. At that moment, the mood changes, and Romina becomes suspicious that her new husband is cheating on her. You'll have to watch the whole tale to find out what happens next. But before we move on, let's go back to something Romina mentioned. The word country, or country. In some ways, it's a reference to the term country club, but Paula explains what it means in this context. En Argentina, generalmente, la clase media va al country los fines de semana. Son barrios cerrados, fuera de la ciudad, con espacios verdes, piscinas para el verano, juegos y deportes para los chicos. Eso quiere decir la novia Romina cuando habla de los chicos del country. Es algo muy típico. Now, before you go stream Relatos Salvajes, we have some datos curiosos, fun facts, that we think will teach you something new about the movie. And our guest, Paula, has come up with some really good ones, because she was there on the set. Here's fun fact number one. Since its release in 2014, several lines in the movie have become catchphrases in Argentina, like, Filmame esto, Néstor. Por ejemplo, en el relato de la boda, Romina le dice al fotógrafo, filmame esto, Néstor, y mira a su marido llorando en los brazos de su mamá. Entonces, ahora, en una situación graciosa, la gente a veces dice, filmame esto, Néstor. Next fun fact number two. During the filming, or rodaje, they had to make lots and lots of wedding cakes because they shot the final scene so many times. Every time they filmed a new take, they needed a new cake. El rodaje para este relato duró 10 días. Fue una superproducción. Hay seis relatos y este tenía más producción, más actores y extras porque se creó la escena de la boda. Durante siete días viví dentro de una boda de verdad. Fue algo increíble. Era la primera vez que estaba en un rodaje tan grande con tantas personas. Cifrón es muy bueno contando historias. Realmente, te sentías dentro de una fiesta. Fun fact number three, the wedding scene is actually a Jewish reception with specific customs and traditions. It's something that Cifrón knows very well because he's part of Buenos Aires' vibrant Jewish community, or Comunidad Judía. They're an important part of Argentina's rich history of immigrants, or inmigrantes. Buenos Aires tiene una de las comunidades judías más grandes en el mundo. Los inmigrantes judíos empezaron a llegar a Argentina en el siglo XIX. Y después de la Primera y la Segunda Guerra Mundial, la comunidad creció mucho. Como hicieron los inmigrantes de Italia, España y otros lugares, las personas se fueron a otro continente para tener una vida nueva. 
Ahora, la comunidad judía más grande de toda Latinoamérica y la sexta en el mundo vive en Argentina. And for those of you who've seen the movie, we have one more bonus fact, but it's a spoiler. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, come back when you're ready or skip ahead to the end. Here we go. In the last story, the bride and groom fight, break up, but eventually get back together in a very passionate scene with lots of cake. Well, apparently the director Sifron originally envisioned a completely different ending, where the bride invites the hotel cook to dance with her instead. But Paula likes the ending where the bride and groom get back together. Here's why. A mí me gusta mucho el final de Relatos Salvajes porque se habla de una parte muy humana y muy animal, que es el amor. Y al final, al menos en la película, el amor gana. For me, I honestly thought Sifron's ending would have been better. The bride and groom getting back together at the end? I don't know, it just felt a little too predictable. Well, that's it for today's session of Duos Film Club. Special thanks to our guest, Paula Greenspan. She's acted in several movies and plays in Buenos Aires. Most recently, the popular play Las Reinas. Ciao, nos vemos en el cine. This episode was written by Tali Goldman, a journalist and writer based in Buenos Aires. If you want to watch our movie pick before we dig into it in next week's episode, we'll be discussing the romance and magical cooking of Como Agua para Chocolate. I can't wait to tell you all about it at our next session of Duos Film Club. So what did you think of Relatos Salvajes? We would love to hear from you. You can write us an email at podcast at duolingo.com or send us an audio message on WhatsApp at plus one seven zero three nine five three nine three six nine. And please don't forget to say your name and where you're from. If you liked this episode, please share it. You can find the audio and a transcript at podcast.duolingo.com. And you can also follow us on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. With over 500 million users, Duolingo is the world's leading language learning platform and the most downloaded education app in the world. Duolingo believes in making education free, fun, and available to everyone. To join, download the app today or find out more at duolingo.com. The Duolingo Spanish podcast is produced by Duolingo and Adonde Media. I'm the executive producer and your host, Martina Castro. Gracias por escuchar.